Disclaimer, we're not qualified to speak on any of these topics or any topics in general. Our thoughts and opinions are our own and only reflect our thoughts and opinions at the time we're stating them and sometimes not even then. So don't go making a statue for us and ripping it down in 30 years when you find out that Cato's a cat owner and I eat my weight and steak annually. Our views do not represent those of any of the entities we are affiliated with and our commentary is satirical, which would describe all commentary if everyone else were as honest as us. Ever since we decided to expand the definition of literal to figurative, as people were clearly now accepting that facts are advertising, opinions aren't nearly as authentic as the body part often associated, and words are just a combination of sounds intended to entertain us and prompt us to buy something, be that a product, a concept, or a taco. With that said, we're obviously from the future and we're here to help the human race cross the finish line. Stop taking everything so seriously. It's only life after all. You've got pop. You've got pop. It's our fourth week. I thought we could commemorate this massive event in our timeline for our podcast by introducing each other. Right, I was going to say, we, we very briefly introduced each other in the first one, but I feel like our listeners now... Haven't got a chance to know who we are. Right. Amazing people who we've invited these, into our living rooms. These and, interesting and rock and tours. I would love to introduce you first because I feel like Oh yes, it's, it's age important. before beauty. Got it. <laughs> how old are we He's now? He's laughing a little too hard. How, how old are we now How old are we this day? I'm obviously 39. Perfect. And I you're... love it. And I'm 67. My co-host is Kristen Carroll, Hello. who is an accomplished business artist, mm. producer, author, musician, talk show host, children's entertainer, and fashion icon. It's wow. important to That's really lot. squeeze all those in. An expert in defying space-time logic, you may have mm. seen Kristen perform at the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlantic City, <laughs> make an appearance during an evening with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga at Radio City Music Hall, <laughs> on the critically acclaimed brunch date, or generally behind you somewhere. <laughs> in her five minutes of free time each week, she enjoys singing, light-breaking and entering, photography, <laughs> accidentally recruiting cult members, and long walks on the beach. <laughs> Accurate! Yeah. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to my co-host, it's Kato Murray. Now, Kato Murray, if you haven't already surmised, is a brilliant comedy writer who studied film to completion, I might add, at the University of Hartford, and has also occupied such titles as male admin. <laughs> That's Dancing favorite. bear extraordinaire, fixer and keeper of all things, and that dude at Target. Disclaimer, three of the four are things that I just call him. Honestly, though, you say three of the four are things that you call me, but we, mm. I was addressed as male admin in a published magazine. Fact. Uh, fixer and Fact. keeper of all things is on my business cards. Fact. And So is Dancing Bear Explorer. Is this on your That is your in my signature. signature. Yeah. yeah. So those are all actually official. Oh, yes. I mean, I manifest. When he's not hosting podcasts or making the world a funnier place, you can find him collecting bomb-ass kicks as the kids definitely do not say, mainlining monster and searching the app store for the next Pokemon Go. Welcome, Kato! We got some listener feedback. We'd love to get more listener yes. feedback. Please email nobody at notforyoupod.com. Thank you. So this is what I found out from our last week's cast. Fire, shouting fire at a theater is actually the biggest misinterpretation that's ever happened when it comes to any Supreme huh. case court law ever. Who knew? Okay, so it goes back to 1918. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down wow. for you one time because obviously this was brought to us by Stephanie Carnes. <laughs> oh, I do love a week of Stephanie update. Who as my sister and my corrector of all the things I get wrong. <laughs> Corrector of all things. I'm I call excited it to hear like, the, the well actually of it, but also I just want to shout out that re regardless of the legalities of it, my concern was that people would immediately run from the theater if you shout fire. 
Sure. Yeah. Let's would, find out. Yeah. Here's the deal. In 1918, Supreme Court Justice, and he was Chief Justice, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. Now, I was that like, wait amazing. a minute. I thought back that I was a poet. Like, didn't he do a nursery rhyme or something? I like that you went with poet, and I confused him with H.H. Holmes, who oh, was I knew. the murderer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I confused I, him with the serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes, who had the murder house in Chicago. Sure. So here's the deal. I'm going to break it down for you. Yeah. Oliver Wendell Holmes was, in fact, a poet, but he was a senior. The junior, his spawn, was the chief justice. Okay. So Sir Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. had made a quote about this, but... It was related to a case about free speech that was overturned 40 years later. Thank you, Stephanie Carnes, for pointing this out. This is fascinating. But the fun thing is, this is a nice segue into Supreme Court decisions, isn't it? Oh, Yay. Because yeah. did something come up this week? Oh, boy, did okay, it. Okay, so news you can't use. How is this still a discussion we are having? I was trying to, you know, it's important to dig into what is the actual news and what is the overreaction to it. And what is the actual news? The actual news is that a draft opinion, a draft opinion was leaked and was published by Politico that basically said that they would be overturning Roe v. Wade in relation to the federal involvement in it and the 14th Amendment. And I had to look up what the 14th Amendment was. I was I, just thinking, I'm like, what was the 14th I Amendment? I had to look up the 14th Amendment because it turns on the 14th Amendment. And I think this is where it's going to get dicey because the 14th Amendment is also the one that protected the rights of people who were former slaves. The 14th Amendment was directly involved in the Brown v. Board of Education. It is directly involved in the same-sex marriage debate. So what does this have to do with the 14th Amendment? The 14th Amendment is what Roe v. Wade was related to that. All right. Right. For whatever reason, they've decided that it somehow doesn't apply to the 14th Amendment. They, and obviously we're talking about the Chris's. Right. It's it's the triumvirate of Chris's. Obviously. Plus the... Whenever we say they, for the record, it's the Chris's. In case somebody was overseas and missed last week, we're talking about... Hemsworth. Pine. Pine and Evans. Okay. Yeah. I like Elliot. <laughs> I like and Christopherson. I really like. So wow. I like that you went with the Christopherson side of uh-huh. things. Wow. I did. Wow. Well, so here's the thing: is I can't cause an accidental pregnancy because I have to mail order it like ants for an ant farm. Right, right, right. <laughs> also, I just I get continually baffled at the fact that this has to be a discussion. So I'm gonna reverse engineer this and first talk about qui bono. Are you familiar with qui bono? No. Qui bono is a very common legal term, and it's basically who benefits. So who would benefit from this? Who would benefit from the leak. And so I've done some my detective work myself. I love your detective work. And by that I mean I drew a post-it note and I wrote qui bono, C-U-I space, I don't know how you spell bono. And then <laughs> I wrote like conservatives? Question mark? Liberals? Question mark? Some idiot who works there that thinks he's changing the world because he's woke but he's stupid? Question mark? And I think, sorry to say Kato, I think that it's somebody of your ilk. Of, like, huh. maybe a younger version? Well, because I, I was like, there's no... Nothing good has ever come from this might be a thing. Mm-hmm. It's important that we're talking about it. Absolutely. I, right. Well, I think I think that I need more conservatives to understand that it's it's not... More your, conservatives to understand what? It's not your place. It's not your place. Don't even have an opinion on it. No, everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Well, like, right. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion, but, but here's it shouldn't, the thing. shouldn't impact whoa, someone's whoa, whoa, whoa. ability. Well, again, I'm going to have to two weeks in a row quote Pam, Pam up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. So here's the thing. Nobody wants Roe v. Wade overturned. No. 
Literally, literally 30% or fewer. I'm just saying, I don't even think this is a concern. I think this is like some woke idiot right. who wants to show the world what's happening and doesn't understand how the justice process works. Seven. Right. Currently. All right. So like, obviously like talking about abortion is akin to talking about Trump in that like there's no other things that makes our little, our bums pucker quite as much as like either of those things. So like, yay, let's talk about abortion. Like it's the worst thing to talk about, but that means we need to talk about it. So here's number one. I'd like to say this, and now I'm jumping ahead, but all right, so Chief Justice John Roberts was like, this is the biggest damaging affront to our entire justice process to have this happen because it's going to undermine everyone's faith in the process. And I'm like, you know what though? And I thought about that and I was like, well, first of all, you would know what the process is. I do now, because I looked. You did, okay. Because I, I did not I do, look. and I'm gonna break it down. Break it down one time. I'm gonna break it down for us. But like, I didn't know, and now that I've looked into it, I'm like, actually, Chief Justice John Roberts, even though we're from the shared state of New Hampshire, that's where our commonalities might end. I disagree on this point as well, because I think more transparency would actually give us a lot more faith in you. So this is what I'd like to tell you. I don't know you. what they do. So I'm gonna tell you, this yeah. is very interesting. All right, here's the thing. So first of all, it's a four-step decision process. Number one, you come up with a bench opinion. All the justices sit around together, probably in a fireside chat, I imagine. I, I bet there's a lot of tweed and pipe smoking. Oh, it's the only yeah. thing, and probably scotch and other things that I'm not growing up with. There's a lot have. of like fake mustaches. Absolutely, and twirling and all this yeah. kind of thing. So they get around, they Robert all talk, they talk to each other and they say how they feel about these things. And they've listened already to the court cases and the arguments and blah, blah, blah. And this is the nice time where they let each other pontificate. And they let everyone say what their thoughts are on every part of the topic without being interrupted. Such I a love great that. thought. I agree. And I'm like, I actually would... Are you kidding me? If I could see that, I right. would respect you, every single one of you so much more. Right. Can you show me adults behaving nicely? Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, like, or, I, or <laughs> adults behaving nicely. But I was like, could I see an adult behaving nicely Brett Kavanaugh, for example? Because like, literally the only other thing I... When I hear Brett Kavanaugh, I picture beer pong and Rob Nall. I think if and so, like, like, if you could... Her face, that when he was mad in the pictures... Right, like, but I like... Think... No, but I very seriously mean that is literal... That is very literally what I picture for him. And if I could see him making a concerted argument and effort to be able to like, speak... Like, do your job. Out, I'd love to see him do I his mean, job. That I would know. be like, And I mean that... I don't mean that no, in, like, the threatening way of... No, you don't mean, like, do, like, your, do like, your job, your like, like, like I mean, like, I it's would like, like to... Like, people always say, like, well, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Maybe no, I do. I do. Like, I want to know what's in it because it's really... I think you're right is that the only time we ever engage with these justices is when they're you know they're they're brought into the role and we never get to see anything other than like photos of them and then a decision is made Absolutely. i would love to see this process because it's really it's really easy to create division when you don't know what is being said i agree and i promise you whatever they are saying is better than whatever i'm guessing they are saying right i think that and i think that if i think that it's probably true like tenfold for most because i'm fair and i give right. everyone the benefit are... of as much as a human can you, yeah, you are willing to give, uh, honestly, mm -hmm. a, a, a level of fairness that I, I, is really, I do admire. Like, well, I, thank you, but it's like, it's a commitment that I've made to be fair and reasonable because I don't think it serves anything. Which is very mature for 37, by the way. Thank you. you. Thank you. So that's interesting. So I thought it was very interesting that he thought this undermines the whole process because it does, but it doesn't. Because I actually think that the best thing to come out of this is if we see more. Because I would think actually more of them and I would understand more of the process rather than having it in secrecy. So anyway, the bench opinion comes after this fireside chat and then they do a vote. And whichever mm -hmm. side is winning, then whoever is the senior most person on the, basically the winning team is the one who writes the opinion paper. Okay. okay? 
So in this case, it would be Clarence Thomas. As you might recall... <laughs> Clarence Thomas has got his hands full right now. Clarence Thomas has his hands full, and this is exactly the reason why he would need a diversion from that. Oh, that's my point. That's, yeah. Clarence Thomas would exactly need to use this opportunity to be able to do something to extricate himself from all the noise that's happening around his marriage and the conflicts right. of interest and his appropriateness of being on the bench right now to be able to come up with a balanced answer, which is actually the way the court was leaning. Because I don't know if you were aware, and this is actually right in the transcripts when they were doing the tapes, Justice Roberts had said, listen, I think we need to move very slow. And by the way, I want to be clear, this is during the Biden administration. Right. Justice Roberts said, I think we should move very, very slowly. And I think if anything, if anything, we commit to not going further than the Mississippi law without changing any of the tenets of Roe versus Wade. I want to frame this for everybody that might not be as caught up on this as Cato and I are. <laughs> Obviously very. Obviously as experts on abortion, having had none or caused any and have no stake in this. Yeah. And so I'm sorry and thanks for listening to us anyway. So the Mississippi law says 15 weeks for elective abortions. Mm -hmm. Not in the case of rape, not in the case medical of necessity. medical necessity, just elective. Mm. Now, as you might also be aware, that is still a more liberal interpretation of abortion law than almost every single country in Europe. Correct, yeah, because in most cases, I think the most generous I saw was Six to eight weeks was the most. Well, no, they they have more than that. For well, for elective, it's typically six to eight. They have some loosey goosey areas. There's some places in like Scandinavia where you could still go like up to twenty weeks or maybe a tiny bit more under like extreme circumstances. But in general, right. and I'm telling, I'm talking about like four out of thirty nine unions in Europe. Four have possibly more lax rules on abortion than Mississippi. If you were to ask me based on my perception of parts of this country. If you were to ask me what I thought, I would have guessed that they would have thought from the second there's a drop in your body, that's a baby. So yeah. it's impressive to hear that it is, I mean, 15 weeks, because you know, again, you and I are obviously experts on this topic, obviously. having Googled it. I think that the thing about 15 weeks is it, it does give you ample time to at least find out you're pregnant. There are some places in which the time that they say like, oh, you can only do this, You've just found I know, out I think that you have six a to eight weeks. Yeah. Right. That's that's very you know. That's, yes. Someone said I think once is that the six weeks is you've just missed one period. I mean things happen and whatever. The point is like I think weeks. most of the country agrees that fifteen weeks is good. Like by far, not by far, but but a sweeping majority for something that is so substantial and difficult is this. I want to say consensus. We pretty much have consensus that we're all pretty good with that. So at that point in time, that's essentially the first trimester. I did not last as an inside baby the full time. So when we have places up to 23 weeks and we've also shown babies that at 20, 20 21 weeks have lived. So yes. like, okay, so Roe versus Wade, first of all, one thing to remember is that was 1973. Yes. Our technology that we had was different. The whole intent behind Roe versus Wade was that a pregnancy wouldn't be terminated at the point when a life could live outside of the womb. And so that time frame is going to change as medical technology evolves. Yes. Now, great, technology has allowed us to bring lives that came into Earth at 21 weeks, so that changes. So Chief Justice Roberts had said, we do not want to change the material facts behind Roe versus Wade. We want to move cautiously. It was Justice Thomas's responsibility to write this paper. And so, yes, do people write opinions and drafts? Do justices even write opinions? throughout the process. Yes, do they do it for the sake of conversation or other reasons? Yes, they absolutely do. 
Was that the decision that was going to come forth from this report? No, I do not believe it was going to be. Well, I also, in, in I mean, like, in, like Clarence oh, Thomas into this. Did I, we let what's his name out of Sweden? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you basically, are you asking me, is this a Snowden? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, this I'm like, it sounds like a Scooby Doo yeah. episode where you take the mask off and it's like Snowden. Oh, it was Snowden. I, yeah. See, I like imagining that Clarence Thomas saw like an intern in their office who's like a woke moron and he decided to like leave it somewhere to be like hey no no i mean yes it's super funny like it's right that's what i imagine him being like him being like well i was gonna say really clarence thomas should probably just maybe never say anything ever again like no that'd be great that'd be great yeah you think that'd be great he he shows no sign of whatever here's by the way sidebar one of the funniest things was susan collins collins from maine who prides herself for being a centrist she was upset that brett kavanaugh that could just be a sentence by the way Uh, she was upset that brett kavanaugh is a sentence but i was upset that susan collins Kavanaugh us, but anyway. She was upset that Brett Kavanaugh lied to her, and I was like, Susan Collins, did you listen to nothing that we learned here? Like, did you think this was a boy you could trust for what he said to a girl about how he would treat a girl's body? Like, It's like the... Are you joking? Are you joking (laughs) I did not know the jaguar was going to eat my face. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, seriously, let's just try for a second. Like, how do you think that ended Susan Collins? Because I've always... I love people that are in the middle-ish. I really do. That's such an interesting I love Governor Sununu in New Hampshire. I I used to love Susan Collins, the senator. The day that she voted for Brett Kavanaugh, I was like, you are out. And then today, five years later, she was like, yes, he tricked me. I was like, yes, Susan Collins, you've lost your edge. So it's like tricking you with peekaboo though. It is like, it is. So the four step decision process is you have the bench opinion and that's what comes after you've had your little fireside chat. The bench opinion is what is read out in the court or whatever is disseminated publicly if the court can't meet for whatever reasons. And that's what the press gets and that's what we normally see. A few days to a few weeks later, we get the flip opinion, which has all the revisions and the corrections to all the errors that the justices made in their original Decision. And then years later, we get preliminary prints of this decision. Now, these decisions have been carefully added to and revised and changed over the years because it's a big deal and they go into the annals of our history. And then after the preliminary prints come forth, then we have the United States reports, which are a bound edition, which come up with several decisions that have been made. They're all published many, 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 many years later. And that's what happens from the four-step decision process. Now, that's once we've heard the decision. All of this happened right. before, before any of this. Draft. And I, I wanted before a so, draft. I want also people to understand that the, the reaction to this is this draft opinion. It's not like a paragraph. It is a 67-page document with a 31-page appendix. So Correct. that is a massive document and that they're distilling down to one sentence. Correct. And the interesting thing you mentioned there, and it reminds me of our first with Chief Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., <laughs> Was that that quote that he did was actually dictum, which is something that why you can I just, like, <laughs> I, that's, that's like that's like an eleven dollar word right there. <laughs> so dictum, if you haven't tried them, is <laughs> it's basically when an justice submits their own opinion before submitting as a decision, and that's where that actually fire at the theater came from was Justice Holmes' dictum. It's so good. It's so that could be a bumper the, sticker. That could be a bumper sticker. Exactly. But it's like four lengthy steps. Now that we're going. So to here's the deal. This is how it really goes. The justices hear all the oral arguments in the court case. The justices discuss the cases with their law clerks and seek out different perspectives than what they've heard. 
The justices then hold a private conference. They share opinions and let every justice speak without interruption. The justices vote and determine who writes the opinions, which always goes by seniority, including any dissenting opinions when applicable. So if there is an opinion of the majority, they write their decision. If there's a dissenting opinion, that person writes that opinion as well. If there's a concurring opinion, but it has been reached by differing reasoning, there's a concurring opinion piece that's also written for an opinion. Sometimes the draft looks nothing like the final ruling remotely in any way at all. A majority of the justices must sign on to the court's opinion before it can be delivered publicly. No opinion is considered official until it's been delivered in open court or made available to the public. In this case, the senior most justice in the majority would write the opinion. There's no evidence that Justice Roberts even assigned the opinion in question at all including Justice Roberts' alienation from this entire process, which makes us think that Justice Alito just got happy typing. Justice Roberts suggested moving slowly and seemed to suggest using the Mississippi law which bans abortion after 15 weeks, elective abortion after 15 weeks, but makes no changes materially to Roe versus Wade because he has stated that he wants to keep that framework intact. Which, by the way, Justice Kavanaugh has also echoed so I think there is one thing like, have you ever written an email to somebody when you're just mad and you're like, hey, I want to say this and these are all the things I want to say? Well, also, right. It's, it's, it's literally, remember what the word draft is. And I think that's what everyone yes! is forgetting is that while the draft is scary, a lot, of, a lot of drafts of everything are scary because they're off the cuff and they're based on a current opinion that is being written about. Absolutely. But sometimes I actually write things that I might not even feel all the way because I need to get it out of my system before I can say what I really feel like. I might be like, dear Cato, I hate you so much. You made me so mad today. I never want to see you again. And then I'll delete it and be like, dear Cato, I liked your tie. The end. Like, because I calm myself down in the process. But I think, I think, I understand, you know, the immediate reaction is obviously, it's really easy to, like, to catastrophize because. Why? It's. They I think that's the biggest question. People hear the word abortion and they can only think that the discussions around it yeah, are Yeah, we're also scared. Through. We also all feel like we're being attacked. Like, li literally, it, it, everyone it, feels attacked it's, right Right, because it's... Some of the other rights, as much as it's scary, they're notional. I don't feel like... My autonomy might be feeling attacked with some of these things, but it's not, like, physically my body that is necessarily being that, affronted. I think that's... I, I do. I think that's different because I think that, like, yes, your autonomy... And I think it goes on every side. It could be like whether it's gay rights, trans rights, guns rights, right, parental because, rights. There's lots right. of rights that feel like they're called into question right now. When it comes to your body, it's it's different. It's, it's a because I think, think thinking about this is like just taking it from a, a trans rights perspective. Is people can choose to disagree with me, but that is, I still go about my day every single day. Disagree like, with you about what? You know, if if they're trying to say like you know you can't use the bathroom. You know, just go. Just picking the most common bathroom debate is that they don't believe. People. So you're a trans man. Yes. And you're saying that sometimes you go to the bathroom and people, because I don't think anyone would ever. I I think we're man. we're great. We're grateful to live where we do because I don't get that question. But there okay. are areas in the country where I wasn't trying. To no, you. no, no. I'm just trying to understand. We, your we, life I am I am grateful that we live in a place where that's not been a problem in a number of years. I I have experienced issues. I w I have been punched in two bathrooms. 
very early in my transition. I, by the way, have also been... Um, you have been accosted. Yeah, I've been confronted about yeah. this as well. But my thought and, is... And not trans, just, it's uh, just, just me. Just very handsome at times. Just very handsome at times. Yeah. Sometimes they look like a dude. Sorry. A little bit twinky, though, just so we're clear. A little twinky, yeah, like, twinky. but, you know, but, I mean, I'll go in whichever bathroom has the shorter line. But but I think that's part, is that ultimately, as much as I can be upset, like, the state can say, well, you can't do this. What are they going to do? Put a person outside and make everybody check their IDs? Well, the joke's on you because my ID has an M. So, at what level? So, it starts to feel, as much as it's easy to catastrophize that, it's really easy to unpack that. And the same thing, sort of, with gay marriage is, that's got to be terrifying, but also, like, you're still going to be with that person. Like, that doesn't stop, it doesn't stop anything. Whereas with abortion... It feels more. It feels more concrete because there yeah, is. Yeah, because there'll be a baby. Right. Dude. Well, and it's just. And God, they're expensive and, it's, and, and disruptive. I, I will. I will make a, a mini disclaimer I've here. Read. You may hear the word "baby" used interchangeably where the word "fetus" might be. That's just. It's just. It's just so much easier to speak. Just know that we are. We are referring linguistically with ease it's not that we're saying that something thank you yeah i just i want to make sure that that's clear is that there may be people who are like huffing and puffing at our use of baby well it's because... i'd like to say it's not for you instead <laughs> right, of right. all but this disclaimer is for you is that we you may hear baby fetus zygote all these things interchangeably but fact, wait a minute babies are made from pregnancy right yes yes oh, the okay. baby babies are a result of pregnancy i feel like that's safe to um, say i th- yes i think that's safe to say and everything before that is where people get tenuous i mean you were a baby even though I, you didn't make it to 40 weeks all right i and that's and i i do think you raised a really valid point though about medical advancement yeah. I think that's that's a super valid point, and I think that's. I just why. thought of it today when I was trying to reason it through myself. Right. Well, and I thinking about it because I, you know, I was born at 32 weeks, and there was, you know, there were. I know a couple people who were born earlier than I was, but it was still. And very nowadays, high they risk. might just be like, you know what? Hey, I want a short. Right. I want a shorter that's term just pregnancy. A, that's just a softer baby. Like now, as like a. It's like a CEO. I probably could be like, I want to fast track my baby. Right. I just want to take the express route. I'd like route. to evacuate around 30 if we could just put it in yeah. one of those incubator things. <laughs> and we think this is funny, but like it'll be Whoa. a thing. And I don't care. And I, I promise you, whatever incubator they'll put this thing in is better than whatever I have going on between this martini I, and the red meat. Like, it's entirely funny because I was that baby in the rotisserie for like two weeks because I was very... Every like, time you say that again. I came out... I get hungry. I came and out I look super at you and yellow. Like oil I came out and like so yellow. So, but that's ultimately at you know at that point in time in 1989, being French. born that that much earlier, I was just a little yellow. Once upon a time, and even 10 years earlier, if I had been born in say 19, you know, you know, 1980, 1979, the mortality rate is significant. At I know, that point. and now it's nothing. Right. Nothing. So, thinking about that point in 1973, what defines a baby? It, it takes a whole lot longer for that thing to be it, like that's a completely valid point in thinking of the way things have evolved. So it's why the discussion has become very odd, because once upon a time, what used to be scary, it might have taken you fifteen weeks to figure out. Oh, hey, this is a pregnancy. Whereas now, oh, exactly. people, you know, there's early detection and things like like everything's can, there's, changed. So we there's literally can... an app that you can probably be like, right. I peed on a stick and I'm not going right. to be pregnant. But you know what? We can use we can use technology. We we can use advancements to improve ourselves in all sorts of ways. I want to abort this discussion. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no! Too soon. And I'd like to I mean, move not, on to no, a few other. It's, it's been the right amount of time. You can certainly abort this discussion. It's permitted. A man let you do it. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay. So, like, other than that, I mean, that was a biggie, but I wanted to talk real quickly about, like, 
Well, what do, what do you have? You tell me what you have. I, I do have, because I, I had that was on my list. In fact, no kidding. I, I mean, it was to, kind of a big it deal. Was the, it was the biggest deal, and I was like, okay, in light of knowing that this is going to be a huge, yeah. heavy topic, I made sure the other news you can't use was very light. Same. So I have two pieces of news this week. Dorothy, as in like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, her gingham dress was rec- was recovered. Gingham, yeah, gingham. I'm wearing you're gingham. very you're very on brand for it. Oh my god, you I are was actually a, going to reference that I was wearing gingham. You are in a gingham. So gingham and then I want to take a picture of us. Yeah. Oh my god, well, there will be a picture forthcoming. <gasps> so I now I, I wish I'd, I don't think uh, I knew this. The dress went missing in the seventies. It had been given to a drama department of Catholic University of America in D.C., and it had just gone missing. And they had assumed it lost for a very long time. And apparently, at some point last year, they had actually recovered it. And this is only coming out now that they oh found it. They found it in a shoebox when cleaning. No. And they found it just a in, a shoe, in a shoebox. So it had <gasps> been missing since the 70s. Oh so it is God. going up for auction. Oh, dear. Uh, it is, yeah. So it will be up for sale at Bonham's Classic Hollywood Film and Television Auction on May 24th, but early estimates estimate that it will come in at at least $800,000 to $1.2 million. Yeah. It was on display in New York recently, and it's now making its safe journey to Los Angeles. I'll be shocked if that's all it goes for. I yeah. I'll, all the reason why I say this is because I've toured the world's most extensive oh. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I'm sure it's good. Uh, I, I'm going to call it, it and, I'm call like and she's still alive. I'm going to call like 3.7. And I saw things there that went for over a million and she's alive. Right. This is a dress that this was thought like, lost. Like, I don't even... Ha- I would do a GoFundMe because I don't even have the $1.2 million, <laughs> But, like, I'll do a GoFundMe and it is, like, help me buy a pretty dress dot GoFundMe.com. <laughs> Watch this be a new domain. Uh, <laughs> but, no. So, it was thought lost for decades. Oh, and, that's... I agree, 3.7. And, and my, that's uh, amazing. Three, that's my guess. Is, so... I'm just oh. imagining the universe where someone was like, hey, this movie... Because by the 70s, it's not like The Wizard of Oz was anything to sort of be unimpressed by. Right. So they just lent it to the drama department, and then it was thought lost to time. And so it has been recovered. And they only just recently announced it because I think they were trying to value it and make sure it was Yeah, I mean, they messed up. It'll, it'll go for 1.5 just because they messed up, but I agree it's 3.7. Yeah. It's worth and then my, my second pleasant news you can't use for the week is uh, there is an... The police in North Carolina were called to recover an emu that had wandered 30 miles from its home. I don't know if I know what an emu is. An emu is like... Is that like a kangaroo? It's it's like the more aggressive version of an ostrich. Oh. Emus are more commonly kept on farms in the United States. So this was a a farm-bound... Like a family's emu had escaped... 30 miles away from home, the female emu named Kevin. I don't know if she was just walking down the street. Like, I'm near just them. delighted that like there was a female Kevin. emu named Kevin. Like, Kevin. That's the best thing I've ever right, heard. Right. So apparently just settled down next to this dad and his kids who were out playing. And he's like, Kevin. well, okay, I guess this emu's here now. I'm going to call the police, I guess. Oh so call the officers and they were able to take a dog leash and lure her to like this guy's backyard. He's like, I guess you can use my backyard with this emu. And they were just throwing treats to her and they brought her back to her home 30 miles away. And the family was like, yep, that's just, she does that sometimes. And it's like, your emu wandered 30 miles away. I love everything about this. Yeah. We, listen, we have to do a site visit. I want to meet Kevin. Kevin the emu. Can we, can we do that? I, I honestly, I'll keep an can eye on this. Can you please talk, yeah. out, yeah, talk to them? I was going to say, the fa- this will be right. sponsored by the, the anonymous family with the emu. We'd like to meet you and meet Kevin. We love you. 
Okay, the only other thing I really had to say was that Post Malone had mentioned that he was going to be a father for the first time, and I'd like wow. to say, like, in his knowledge. And then second of all, like, but he's only 26, and I found that very disturbing because I thought he might be older than me, and he's been, you know, I'm only 37. He obviously looks older than me. And well, I know, that, no, let's be clear. Those two aren't mutually exclusive. He does look older he than you. Does. He does. And he, I hear he's a super nice guy, but he looks like someone who might smell like hot dog water. I'm not afraid of the hot dog water. Um, no, oh, I'm not afraid oh, of hot dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine with that. No, I like him. I think that, yeah. Uh, 26, 26 feels young, feels but then I remember young. that most people have their children around that age. Well, you was too sure. And also, like, I just want to know, like, what kind of ink is that thing going to come out with? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's so heavily inked, I imagine it would just come out with, like, right. like baby blocks printed all over it. I mean, I think it has to, right? Yeah. So that's so post Malone. Congratulations, congrats, bro. yeah. Yeah, I mean we're psyched for you, man. That's amazing. Alright, topic roulette. Which body part do you wish you could detach and why? I would love to be able to just sort of, in moments of frustration, be able to take off my left arm and hit people with my arm. Oh, that's like funny. I just like the idea of being able to because like, you know, the idea is detachable. I'd love to be able to like like a Lego man pop off my arm in frustration and hit people with it when that's I was amazing. Mad. Yeah. We could make that happen if we could just substitute that with a bionic arm. I mean number two aspiration. I would say that it would be my brain. <laughs> just just detached. Yeah. I mean it, it's very busy and it talks a lot and I just need to like I'd like, I to, do put, like, I'd like to put it over there, like set up a, a computer. Of like detaching like, your head and I just moving it, it places. Like, like put it next to a word processor. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just like put it, just like put it on a waterbed for a little bit, just let your brain relax. Oh, I think that'll make yeah. my brain sick to its stomach. <laughs> but like, I feel like you know, just let the thing just like Oops. just get just attach it to oh again an Epson. Word process for like 1830 <laughs> from like 1992 and let just like hunt and peck its way out of its own mess. Like it, that thing needs a break. Honestly, yeah, that might be what you're missing is that I think your brain and your body need separate yeah, rest things right now. They do, they do, they do. But yeah. that's, that's so good. that was a good uh, one. Particularly because we both had immediate answers. What place that you have visited has been the biggest surprise to you? Two-way tie between Slovenia and Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till the airlines are like, we take your from Slovenia to Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma City, it's funny. Like everyone I meet there, I'm like, I love Oklahoma City. I know I talk about this a lot. Like I'm kind of like a cheerleader for Oklahoma City, which is funny because I don't have a dog in this race. I'm from the Northeast. I also live in the West Coast. I love Oklahoma City. I, I think here's I don't the know thing. Why. Is, I just do. It's because if it's because you get to visit and be like, okay, bye. I'm gonna no, go. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. They I are feel like, so nice. I feel like if my brain came up with a utopian community and actually had a great day, it would have come up with Oklahoma City as it is today. But I think Oklahoma City is even better than my brain would come up with, which is shocking because I don't think that a lot about my brain, like. All right, the people are nice and plucky and humble and, like, you can do it. And they have I, overcome, like, Like, for dust real. and, like, they're, like, Seriously, the fact that there's still people living in Oklahoma, it's amazing. Yeah. Thing, like, all the things they've gone through. And also, like, you've not been there, right? I have not been there. All right. So I'd love for you to come. Because There's a cowboy museum. I know that's all I know about Oklahoma. Yes, cowboy museum. Honestly, it is a special place. It really is, especially if you're not into nightlife, which I'm too old for, and you're you <laughs> I, born yeah, too I, old for. I yeah, I was born old. Exactly. Yeah. So for our kind, I love to go. To, I love to go to bed like 
a 9.37 bedtime is, like, that's a nice night. That's precious. That's, like, a nice evening. Like, I've been proud of myself, like, the past few nights I went to bed, like, before 11, which is unheard of. I'm usually, I'm, like, Right, that was your, that used to be your peak working hour was, like, 11. Yeah, because everyone was finally in bed, so I could get work done. No, Oklahoma City, oddly, like, I've literally said to, like, the mayor, everyone I meet there, I'm like, Oklahoma City, who knew this should be your slogan? And they're like, we think we might adopt it. And How so 30 you years you from now. How you a key to the city, though? Oh, I think it's in the works. Okay, perfect. I think I, it's in the works. I, no, I, I get the opportunity to occasionally engage with the employees of our, our sister organization. Who are yeah, 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 yeah. No. I love when we do shift swapping, and they always say, I'm here, darling, you can take off. I'm that kid. Oh my god, I'm always I like know. so happy, and they're always so sweet about it. It's I always like, know. I hope you have a great day, and it makes it makes me like it sounds I tacky, agree. but it makes me feel like a better person because I'm immediately carrying that same energy back I and agree. then to other people. I agree. Yeah. I'll go in their stores and they're like, hey, sugar, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I love you. Yes, <laughs> right, right. It's so hard to be Here's like. My however, like, I felt before that, I was like, I now feel like I want other people to feel. I'm this so glad way. to know you feel that. Yeah. Way. I feel oh, that way. hundred percent. I won't, I'm not gonna do it because I, I. It's I, I don't hard to do it warm. here because it w- it would stop. It would stop. It was, it's, so Oklahoma City is number one, and then Slovenia. Slovenia. So Slovenia. As I was making my way through all the countries, I had stumbled across Slovenia, also home to Melania Trump. I don't know what her. I don't know. Maiden is still a word. Her pr- before married They do. Name, they do still know. use maiden. Maiden. Okay, yeah. that sounds awful. It does sound awful because particularly there are people who are unbetrothed. Who aren't? I and birth name. And birth name sounds weird too. I know. So okay. So Melania. <laughs> so about. I mean, she's beautiful. So that makes sense that she's from a beautiful land. But like when I went there, I was just like, uh, Slovenia is like gorgeous. Like the water is Caribbean blue in the middle of the mountains. I don't know wow. how else to describe that. Caribbean blue water in the mountains. Now, if you've ever been to Italy and Rome... Which I I haven't managed those either. Okay. Yeah. So, like, um, if you go to Rome, so all the water comes comes to the Trevi Fountain. It Mm -hmm. comes from the mountains and blah, blah, blah. And so the mountains come from Italy, but they also come from the lands far-reaching. So Mm. there's, like, the... Obviously, some of the mountains are from France. Some of the mountains are... I'm just going from memory of where everything is. Obviously, um... You have uh, Belgium, which is above them. You have Germ- well, Germany, Belgium. Uh, you have the Netherlands. And then you have like Slovenia, Slovakia, Prague. Mm-hmm. All these yeah. areas that are coming into these mountains that are pouring into the water to Trevi Fountain. And the, tri- the water there is gorgeous. But prior to reaching there, there are some far outreaches in Italy that also have this gorgeous water. But they're right on the corner of like Slovenia and uh, Switzerland. They're not really much in Italy, which I've, I've been there before. But Slovenia, truly... Caribbean blue aqua aqua Which water is through amazing. the mountains. It's just I can't imagine what that looks like. No one's been there, so I was there, and everyone's like, "Why are you here? You're American. How have you even heard of us?" And I was like, "Well, we have uh, maps now. I don't know yeah, if you it have turns a phone. Out we, like, we know what you are now. We know." They're like, "Well, how did you hear about us?" And I'm like, "Literally, literally maps. Like, I don't know what else to tell. Like, it's not an app. I'm not talking about an app." called maps I'm talking <laughs> right, about like I looked at a map of, of the world the earth. like I looked at the I looked at Europe and saw you on yeah. the map I went to Germany and I was like I'm going to do a 17 country loop with this car and I m- m- lightly made sure it was okay to go into all those countries it was okay for most of them <laughs> but anyway in my travels one of those countries was Slovenia and gorgeous no one's heard of it 
like right at the time. It's so ridiculous to do what's heard because of course people have heard of it. I just right, like, I, but, in my circles. In the grand scheme of things, it's I had probably I knew you had been, but I, I don't couldn't name anyone else who had been to like Slovenia. Of course not. Like, you can like, that's what it, it, I've uh, been. Right. And I can't name another person who's right. been there. Right. I met like a, a woman from England who was there, and that was the closest thing to like the obviously quote Western world because obviously like they're all in Europe and I'm just right. over here and uh, west of what that's also very subjective. But she was like the one that was farthest flung, and she was there for a swim meet. And she was still like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "Look around. Why wouldn't I?" And she's like, "I know, but I didn't think anyone from like the U.S. had heard of it." I was like, "Well, is it just turns it's out funny. I it's have prob- a map? It's probably I fair though. It's it's both like equally fair. It's like God. it's it's funny though, and you know it is fair. You're is, right. Well, also, you know, I I talk with someone like my my parents, who my dad is very quick to remind me some of these countries when he was growing up were absorbed by other of nations. Course. So he, right. Yeah, and so he over. gets super thrown off when things aren't like Yugoslavia anymore or they're not Czechoslovakia or they're not just like right. the USSR. So I can understand that, but also they've been on the map for some time now. We've had some time to adjust you being here. Right. Like right. we've had some time to adjust you being a part of the party. Right. Um, but the thing about Slovenia is like super cheap because no one knows it's there. Most beautiful place on earth, and I hate myself already for telling all of you about it. But thank you. <laughs> right. It's no, not it's... for you, and you'll never find it. It's not for you. <laughs> Don't go going there. Yeah. See, I think the thing for me is I have I have not I have traveled to enough places, but not a ton of countries. I really liked Washington D.C. Cleanliness? Or I, I, that's real. That was really the surprise. The cleanliness. Like the cleanliness I agree. of Washington D.C. Shockingly clean. I was. I love it. I was surprised by the cleanliness of Washington D.C. and I was surprised by the walkability of Philadelphia. Yeah, well, I love um, Philadelphia. Very yeah, much. and so but that, Boston, that, Philly are very similar. It's funny because that was the thought I had in my head a lot. Is that like this is like a version of Boston that does not run on Duncan? It makes me wish that more places were designed with like human involvement because mm-hmm. like the cleanliness of dc and the walkability of philadelphia were like two things that when i came home to here i was like oh we are getting more walkable but we'll never like unfortunately manchester and the surrounding area is not an area the u.s in general it, yeah we did not design an infrastructure that allows for walkability and, no and, but it's, it's so important so yeah. it is our favorite time the pete davidson update Ricky, Ricky, Pete, Ricky, Ricky, Pete, Pete. All right, what do you got about Pete? The one that is, I think, on the top of everybody's mouth. He got what appears to be KK's kids' initials tattooed on his neck. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's it, apparently, it's a terrible photo. It is the letters K N S C P, which just reminded me I do not know what her children are named. Yeah, same. Uh, Who cares? Yep. But it, I had a thought that I was like, oh, this man is actually in the middle of a, like a manic episode. Like it's finally hit me that like this man is in the middle of like he's basically Ariana ing all over again. This man is maybe always in the middle of a manic episode. I think that's episode. the problem is that he and might I think that be he's defined maybe bipolar by his, and maybe he's mentioned this, right? I, yeah, he. I was gonna say he he battles with his. So I think it's winning. Like <laughs> yeah, if tattoos are his thing, like cool. But the thing is, they're his thing, but it just kind of looks like someone drew it in pen on his neck. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's the problem is that they all look like chaos tattoos. And I thought, we, we discussed this, I thought he was kind of moving away from that. He was. And he's now gone back to it. Oh, so I, I thought he was this... moving away from it until you were like, my girl's a lawyer. Yeah, so he's of. got a whole bunch of those. All right, so um, my, yeah, my, what is your... my notes about my Pete is this. 
I love my Pete, and this is what I've noticed from the White House Correspondents' Dinner, as well as the Met Gala, which he and his current lady friend <laughs> were, were there together. I'm like, he's looking fly AF and fresh, and I think that he looks like a young Lawrence Fishburne. Wow, that is an oddly... I do see what you're saying, though. Uh-huh. Like, that is an oddly specific reference that I can get behind. He has a swaggy swagger that I'm digging. Which only more affirms my belief that he's in it to win it, and he's not in it because he's an idiot. Well, because he can, he also he can remove these tattoos. Yeah, like he's he done knows, it once. Obviously, do it those again. last ones he yeah. just wrote with his own pen. Like who cares? <laughs> yeah. This is my overarching thought now: is that he's actually angling for leading man. Okay. And he should because you know what? He's getting there. He because now he's dating a member of the trashing cartel. Which we talked about. I was worried that maybe uh, he was losing his way, but I'm like, no, he's using it to. Well, we're moving on up. Seeing this one, which I'm happy about. Well, you know, we have Staten Island, and then we have moving on up to the east side, which my boy is doing. He looks fly AF. I love him all day long. I support you, Pete. If you have some news for us, it's what's our email address? So you can reach us at Pete Davidson at notforyoupod.com. Yeah. Basically, if you want to say hi to us, it's Pete Davidson at notforyoupod.com. And also you can visit notforyoupod.com and you can also find Not For You on Facebook. Yeah. So we'll we'll link all of that in the description so that you can follow us on all the places. All right, we love you so much. Talk to you next week. Right. Don't forget to write. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.